Welcome back. To Detroit Strange. Bono now. Bono now. I don't know why we're Sports Center now. I, I was like, I don't know where we're going with this, but I'm in. I think that's Sports Center. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I don't even know how I like it for some reason. I think it's Sports Center, but I don't know why I would know that, you know? I mean, I think I know what the football song sounds like. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. I think that's Monday Night Football, right? I think so. Is that, does it a different song for Mondays than the other days? Someone write in and tell us. Someone correct us. This is not, I don't know why I'm trying to sports right now. I know that's Monday Night though, for sure. Like there's a thing. I know Monday Night Football's a thing. Have you seen the lineup for the Super Bowl halftime show though? No. Please enlighten me. Oh my gosh. It's like, I have to look it up because it's like everybody. It's. Is it everyone who fucking sang Imagine and they're doing that video again? No. Could you imagine? I think they would be booed this time. Because no. everyone's like, that was in poor taste and you should have realized that by now. No, wait. Sit your wait. ass down. No, no, no. This one's cool. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, this is Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Blige. What a group. I know. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm glad Mary J. made the cut. Yeah. I don't know if they could sneak one woman in there. Right. It's because she wears them bus driver wigs. But yeah, it's so funny because I like actually know who all those artists are. And that's so very rare for me now. I was like, I don't know if I could what? name you a song by any of them except for J- Mary J. Blige and Eminem. No, that's fair. Me too. Well, Snoop. Which one? Drop it like it's hot. Drop it oh, like yeah. it's hot. Like I, could, like I could tell you if I heard something, if it was Snoop, but I don't know if I could tell you like. Uh, Snoop. So, is Jin, is he Sipping gin and juice? On gin and I was gonna say, is he yeah, gin and juice? Okay. Laid back. Unless you count his feature on California Girls. Okay. Yeah. You know, you've just proven you know Snoop. So, yeah. like, it's Dre's I mean, the I one don't... I know the least. Dre's the one I would know the least, I'll say. Same. Same. Yeah. But I still know who he is. Did he drop the doctor or were you just being formal or I, like casual? I, I don't know officially, but the article that I looked it up in very briefly just called him Dre. So I'm going to assume he's did they re- it. Did we re- finally realize he didn't go to medical school or Maybe. has a PhD? Maybe. Maybe okay. somebody finally asked to see it. Yeah. I don't know. I, there's a lot of artists that change their names and I can't keep That's up. true. That's true. One of the drag queens on um, Get This Series name, RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the World. Wow. Yeah. So it's just basically like they're pulling queens from all over. There's like three yeah. UK girls, two Americans, two Canadians. Okay. A Dutch girl and a Philippines girl. Okay. That's so that's fun. an interesting yeah. mix. Yeah. Yeah. What about it though? Oh. <laughs> Wait, why did I bring it up? Um, name change. Name thing. change. Oh, one of the queens like just unexplicably went from Monique Hart to Mohart. And I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. pop off. This. But here's the thing. Somebody changing their drag name makes a little more sense to me. And hear me yeah. out. Because, well, I guess though, in the case of like a musician or a music, a rapper. It's just they're changing and evolving as an artist. They want to go something different. Yeah. And that's fine. It's like Marina the Diamonds. It's just Marina a, now. A, a drag queen changing their name makes more sense. I guess because it is. It's like a character. It's a, it's a definite character. Yeah. Whereas for a musician, it's. It's no, a persona. It's a, yes, exactly. So I guess like that's why. For me, it's a little, but I, I do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, there's no rules. <laughs> I support people doing whatever the fuck they want. Oh, did you see Adela to cancel her yes, concert and have last you minute? Seen... People are, some people are pissed. 
Well, and a lot of people, because they didn't know, it, it was too last minute. It was but real last minute. They did this weird thing, too, for all the people who end up going there. And there's this, like, weird story you can go in and only 10 people are allowed in at a time. And I've seen, I watched more TikToks. Get it. TikToks where people, she FaceTimed with one girl. Oh, I yeah. do like that. I'm sorry, babes. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. So Sorry I couldn't do my show tonight. I really well, tried, babes. And as pointed out, I guess there was a lot, you know. But like half her team had COVID. Like yeah. what the fuck is she going to do? She can't, she can't right. have that. So I think she, she was really She said she stayed all night trying to make it happen. It just yeah. wasn't happening. They ran out of time. Yeah. Which and sucks that's... and I get why people are mad. I would like, I'd be a little, not going to lie, I'd be a little salty if it, if I had gotten got by a doubt like that. But it's not like she wanted to do that. No, there was no vehement intent. At no. all. And it's just, honestly, it's the nature. It's of like a, trying to do anything these days. I was going to say, yeah. it's a gamble of doing something like that these days. Like, that's just how it is. And, you know, if you're, if you're taking the gamble of going far for something like that, that's the gamble you're taking. Hopefully yeah. you get traveler's insurance. Oh yeah. Travel's insurance is about. a must these days. Yeah. I was going to say, I've never thought about it before now. Literally any kind of insurance except for pet insurance. Yeah. I'm here for yeah. pet insurance. I don't know. Unless something goes seriously wrong, it's usually more money for the insurance than just to go to the vet. Yeah. Well, yeah. the whole pet medicine area is worse kinda, than the people medicine area. Yeah. Because there's no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, just other types of insurance, like car oh, no, no, insurance. No, no, no. I'm saying it. the insurance, insurance is real messed yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, insurance, insurance yeah. is weird. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Everything's um, unknown right now. Yeah. It's a frivolity to have pet insurance. Yeah. If you're the Pope, it's frivolity to have pets in mm -hmm. general. It would almost make more sense just to set up some sort of savings account yeah. in the name of your pet for if something happens to your pet. Yeah. But at that point, just have an emergency fund. Your cat's no, an emergency. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying is, yeah, I have an emergency. Like spe one specified not for in an, Not an account for I'm your pet. I'm not opening a cat no, account No, I meant like with the intention of using the money. I'm at a savings account. Yeah. <laughs> No, shut up. <laughs> Not what I meant. <laughs> Whatever you say. The T and the C and TCF stands for cat. Do you <laughs> Well TCF is gone, so I know. I'm just saying it's gone. It, there you always hear those stories of people who like have left their life savings to their pet. And that's a very interesting choice in my opinion. Yeah, like, what the fuck is this animal? Like, this animal didn't do anything with money when I was alive. What's, mm -hmm. like, is it something become sentient and know how to spend a credit card? Like, Yeah. I've also heard, though, a story, and I could not tell you where I heard this, but of a person leaving their, all their assets, and, and they were quite wealthy, wealthy, to another ghost. See, that's just like a troll move at that point. It's like, I just want this to be a headache for people who want my money after I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. And I can kind of respect that if you're just like. Mm -hmm. I wish I couldn't remember where that came, but I know I've read yeah. that somewhere. Love yeah. that. Yeah. It's one fly looking ghost. Yeah. All the bling. <laughs> All the bling that you need when you're a ghost. Right. Do you think ghosts get to choose what they wear? Ooh. I think it's just what they died in, right? I don't know. I really, I honestly don't. What if you died know. naked? Exactly. Like maybe it by default is like what you you died in, but then maybe at some point you, you have, have to find like a merging sweater. Like, like you've leveled up. You've as a leveled ghost. up as a ghost. Yeah, now you have to go to Coles or something. To goals. 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 <laughs> yes. JC Spookies. Yeah. <laughs> Targost. There we go. There we go. 
Exactly. H and M, but the H is for haunted. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of Henny's. <laughs> Forever not twenty one because you're dead. Right. Forever twenty one because you died at twenty one. Yeah. But no, <laughs> I do wonder about those things. No, that's a great question. Yeah. Next time we're on a paranormal tour, let's ask. Okay. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll get the answers. Well. Yeah. I didn't do research on ghost clothes, but I did do okay. research on another story. Okay. I'm game. Yeah. I decided we had one last thing to talk about in Battle Creek before we left. Okay. At least, you know, like, while, while we're in, like, you know, before we leave, let's, you know, yeah. do one last Battle Creek story. I mean, we left for a week, but now we're back. Right. Well, like, you know, my, I'm still mm-hmm. in Battle Creek. Mm-hmm. I took us all to Battle Creek metaphorically and I'm, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're in Battle Creek. We're going to talk about a woman named Daisy Zick. Okay. She was born Daisy Marie Holmes on February 5th in 1919 in Assyria Township, which is about 10 miles north of Battle Creek. Okay. Her and her sister went to the one-room schoolhouse there. Daisy went to school through the eighth grade, but that's when she fell in love with her neighbor, Neville Bill King. And the two of them were married in September of 1933. Daisy was 14 and Bill was 22. Gross. Yeah. No, no, no. Gross. Yeah. No. Dislike. Yeah. Like, for those of you out there, it's only eight years. Those are substantial eight years. It's not like 28 and 36. No. Yeah. Different times, not great. Different times still don't condone. Right. Gross. We'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. So the two of them moved to Battle Creek where Bill got a job at United Steel and Wire Company. And the couple would have their first child together when Daisy was 17, a son named James. Okay. So wait until she was 17 to have kids. That's good at least. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Uh, well, it wasn't because things were not great in the relationship mm-hmm. and babies don't fix problems. Not what? Yeah. Weird. So it turns out that Bill was both verbally and physically abusing mm. Daisy. He berated her, called her names, kicked her, hit her, and even broke her nose once. Oh, no. And like, it was oh, so Bill. obviously happening that neighbors were complaining about the noise. Wow. Yeah. Different times. Yeah. And I wonder how close like the neighbors even were, because I feel like houses were... Oh, I think this may have been an apartment. Oh, this is an apartment. Okay. I think so. Okay. Still though. Yeah. It's a lot. The straw that broke the camel's back, though, was Bill threatening to kill Daisy. And so she took the baby and ran back to her family farm and was like, not doing this anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, but, good for I mean, like, that's no, she what did. She should yeah, do. No, she did a good thing. Her dad had to file for a divorce for her, though, because she wasn't 18 yet. Wow. Isn't that like kind of fucked up? Yeah, you shouldn't be able to get married if you can't file for a divorce. Yeah. Yeah, probably a good think. rule. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what these rules are these days, but back 19. Well, I think you have times. to be 18 to get married. Yeah, without. And then or you have to get like parental consent or something like weird. Or yeah. Marriage permission slip. Yeah, which just no, just wait. Yeah, if you need a permission slip, you just need to wait. Yeah. So dad files for divorce with her. The divorce is swift and resulted in Bill having to pay $3 a week in child support, which he did. And like was really the only involvement he ever had in his son's life, which. Was probably for the best, it sounds like. Yeah. So the dust settles on her divorce. Daisy was able to get a job in Battle Creek at the Nabisco. Do you know what Nabisco stands for? North Access Battle and Silly 
crackers. Oh. I love your effort, but it's just National Biscuit Company. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Right? Like, when I first read that, I was like, huh, that makes Nabisco, National Biscuit Company. Look at them go. Yeah. No. NBC was look taken. Up, look at them, Nabisco. Hey. So she got a job at Nabisco, and her sister got a job at another t- company called Western Biscuit Company. Okay. A lot of biscuits these days. Mm-hmm. So... The city, as I mentioned earlier, was only 10 miles away from the family farm, but roads were all dirt and it was not an easy journey. So the sisters decided to get an apartment in the city together. James, she decided to leave him on the farm with her parents because, again, I think she's like 20 at this point. So probably better for the baby to be at home with her parents while she's 20 with her sisters working and stuff, you know? Yeah. If the parents are cool with it. Right. That's fine. Sounds like a good option. Yeah. So now this was around 1941 and the U.S. was entering World War II and Battle Creek was a change in fast. Okay. So factories had switched over to making food and supplies to the troops and the mm-hmm. nearby fort, Fort Custer, had become an active training fort, which meant the town was now full of men in uniform. Ooh la la. Yeah. And it became a part of, kind of a party town. Like Battle Creek was a okay. party town now. It was like these guys training, working, mm-hmm. getting ready to go fight and ship. That sounds a lot more disrespectful than I meant it. Like, yeah, getting no, ready no, to go no. fight in World War II. Good, yeah. you know. And uh, shit. Yeah, and shit. Because of this, there were, like, regular dances and, like, bar nights. So, like, single ladies. It was a good time for single ladies like Daisy and her sister Dorothy. Okay. All the single ladies. All, all the single ladies. ladies. All the single ladies in all Battle Creek. Making cereal. <laughs> so Daisy had a few flings before one stock, and that guy's name was Floyd Zick a newly enlisted soldier. Oh, Floyd. Yes, Floyd. So they were married in 1942, both of them being 23 at the time. Okay. Sounds like a better time this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Not that got, you have to be the same age. No, no, but at, just 14 and 24. Yeah. At 23, if 14 and whatever. been with somebody eight years older, it wouldn't have been as weird as right. 14 if that was when they got together. Right. But, it's, yeah. it's all about, yeah. It's all about where you are in life. Yeah. Not like yeah. Yeah, anyway. She got married. She's 23. Her and her new husband get a place. And at this point, James is given the choice again. Like, do you want to go live with your mom and stepdad in the city? Or do you want to stay in the farm? James Mm -hmm. was like, I think six at the time. And he was like, I'm going to stay in the farm. Okay. Wow. What a decision for a six-year-old to make. I mean, like, it's good to involve him in the conversation for sure. But it's a big decision. Yeah. But I kind of get it. Like, like, that makes sense. Stay with what you know Mm -hmm. on the farm, not in the hustle bus of the city. We don't hear about him much more. Just know he exists. There's a James out there. He's not with mom. Yeah. So a few years later, the war ended and Floyd came home and he took a job as a butcher at the local market and Daisy took a night shift at Kellogg's. Okay. On the surface, they appeared to be a happy, fun-loving couple. But if you looked a bit closer, you would see Floyd's drinking problem and Daisy's wandering eye. Mm Mm-hmm. This kind of got Daisy a bit of a reputation around town because this was the early 50s, so of course she did. Mm, yeah. And it didn't sound uncommon for Battle Creek at the time either. Yeah, I don't think she should have a reputation for for that, but... Well, it wasn't just a wandering eye. Yeah, I, but don't cheat. Yeah. I mean, like, that's not bad advice. Yeah. She didn't get that advice. We'll get there. The couple lived out the 50s without much noteworthy happening, so we're just going to go ahead and jump to 1963 now. Mm-hmm. 
So specifically January 14th, 1963. So the morning of Floyd's getting ready to go into work that morning. They're in the two bedroom house they share in Battle Creek's Waddles Park neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It was a cold day, like super cold. Also, like six inches of snow was on the ground Ugh. and it was zero degrees outside at daybreak with a looming low of negative 17. Ugh. One sympathizes. I'm in pain just thinking about all of those conditions. Yeah. And they didn't have a cozy. No, they did not have a cozy. Like they, they had to, they had to layer. Mm. Couldn't be me. So now 745. Floyd kisses his wife goodbye as he leaves for work. Mm-hmm. 9 a.m. Floyd calls home as part of his daily routine to make sure Daisy is up and getting ready for the day. She answered the call and she was just about to bathe and get ready to meet a friend named Audrey Heminger at a coffee bar or to get coffee before work. Oh, sounds fun. Yeah, seems fun. Everything seems normal. 12.30 p.m. Floyd receives a call from Audrey at the like at his work at the butcher's. And she said that Daisy never showed up for their coffee date and no called no showed at work, which was unusual for her. She was usually more Mm -hmm. on top of her ship. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't bode well. Yeah. And like she wasn't answering the phone at home. Something's up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Floyd was like, gotta go. Something's up. See you later. They're like, go see your wife. What's going on? So he's, you know, making his way back home and making his way back back home. home. Checking on his wife is not answering her phone. But no, 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 (laughs) no. So he gets about halfway and he sees Daisy's white Bonneville on the side of the road abandoned. Mm. He's like, maybe she broke down because of the cold and she went for help on foot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just so happened to have a spare key on me. Let me try the, let me try the thing. And it turned on no problem. So okay. there goes that theory. So he's like, okay, the car's a dead end. Let's keep going home. If he had looked a little closer, he may have noticed the blood stains on the interior and exterior of the car. Oh no. So Floyd continues his journey home where he found Daisy's side of the garage door open. Now Floyd was like, something is definitely up because my wife, again, is usually on top of things. She's not the type to no call, no show. She's not the type not to close the garage. Mm -hmm. She's usually like punctual and on top of things. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah. And so he's worried now. He goes into the house, first into the breezeway, which the door to the breezeway usually unlocked. But the door to the kitchen was usually locked even when they, like, they were home. Like, mm-hmm. if Daisy was home, the kitchen door was locked. Mm-hmm. And it was not only not locked, but it was ajar. Hmm. So Floyd's like, something real bad's going mm-hmm. on. I don't know what it is, but he's like, I got to go in the house. And so he goes in the, he goes in the house. And in the kitchen, he sees, like, the kitchen rubs, like, bunched up and, like, just, like, askew. Mm-hmm. And, like, Daisy's lunch was half-packed on the table along with her work shoes. It's not good. So he's like, maybe she was sick and went back to bed. But then when he but got then to drove the bedroom. Her car yeah. To a random spot. And he was hoping for the best. Yeah. But he did not find good things waiting for him. So he got to the bedroom. Daisy's purse had been emptied and the contents strewed about. And their white bedding had blood on it. Oh, wow. There too. Yeah. So Floyd was like, okay, definitely something bad has happened. Let me go try and call the police. But when he got to the phone, the line had been cut. Mm-hmm. So Floyd then began to search the rest of the house. Like it wasn't a huge house, it was a two bedroom house. So he's like looking around, living room, fine. Bathroom, I guess, fine. But then like, so he's like, the last room really is the spare bedroom. Mm-hmm. 
So he like kind of opens the door and he notices the first thing that like the hi-fi cabinet had been like pushed away from the wall and like almost as if someone was trying to either hide behind it or use it to barricade the door, but didn't succeed. Oh. Yeah. And so he Wait, what's then, a hi-fi cabinet? Like a like a like a radio, like kind of Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I was like, does it have to do with electronics? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes fully into the bedroom and he sees his wife's feet and shoes and he finds her dead covered in blood hands bound behind her and her legs spread in a natural position oh god cold to the touch yeah oh so at the sight of this he ran to the second phone in the basement where he called the market where he worked at and told them that his wife had been shot and to call the police Mm mm-hmm Side journey. This is very previous pre nine one one. That's exactly what I was getting at. Because like I was like, why would he call? And then like the book said was like, oh, this is before nine one one, so he probably was like too frazzled to Mm -hmm. know the number for the cops. He was like, work. My wife's been worded. Please help. Yeah, because the I mean, it would have been a regular phone number. Yeah, and you would have had to look it up unless you had it posted somewhere right right next to you. Because yeah, like it was like what the seventies or something when nine one one was created. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So the police showed up 15 minutes later and the investigation began. So it was discovered that Daisy had been bludgeoned and stabbed multiple times. The stab wounds were determined to have been made by something called a spoilage knife, which was identical to the ones used at Kellogg's. Oh, no. The knife was found still bloody in the sink of the house. Ugh. Yeah. What? (laughs) Yeah. So he just like abandoned the knife in the sink. Yeah. And they were able to discern some of what had happened before Daisy's murder. So a neighbor had spotted a man at the Zix Breezeway around 7 a.m. Police think that it must have been someone Daisy knew because there was no sign of forced entry on the kitchen door. Mm -hmm. A confrontation happened in the kitchen where Daisy had been struck by a blunt object from behind. She tried the phone, but the line had already been cut. So Daisy tried to flee, but was unsuccessful. Her assailant bound her hands with the sash of her robe and stabbed her once in the bedroom, which is why there's blood in the sheet. Mm-hmm. Wow. She managed to get out of there and into the spare room where she had tried and failed to barricade herself mm-hmm. with the hi-fi cabinet. This is when her assailant caught up with her and finished the job. Wow. That's yeah. awful. After that, he went through her purse, took her cash, and strewed the rest of it around to make it look like a robbery gone bad. Okay. Did he take the car too then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, sorry. Okay. You're good. You're good. So, given this information. I'm real obsessed with that car. I'm yeah. Sorry. No, you're, and it'll come back in a minute. Okay. So, given this information, it was determined that it had to have been a crime of passion and therefore someone who knew the victim. Yeah. Her current husband was obviously innocent because he had a hard alibi of being at work when the murder happened. He called her from work at 9 a.m. She was at home. He was at work. He was at work the whole time. Yeah. So very clear it wasn't the husband because, you know, they always point at the husband first. Well, I mean, yeah, especially when they do determine it's a crime of passion. Yeah. No, it's very unlikely it was the husband at this point. Okay. So her ex-husband, remember him, we're like, well, maybe it was him given his violent past with Daisy. But it was hard to see where the motive would have been because their marriage had been over for like two decades at this point. They hadn't seen each other interact in that time. So it was like. Kind of but like, why would not he like, come back now kind of a thing? Yeah. yeah. And like he ended up having an alibi too of he was doing something. He like he was eliminated pretty quickly. Okay. So it was neither of her husbands, ex-current, but that didn't rule out Daisy's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So it turned out that Daisy's eye wasn't the only thing wandering. She had been openly dating a man by the name of Ray Mercer, who was a fellow Kellogg employee. Interesting. 
It is then found out that Ray had called her slightly after 9 a.m. from work, but it sounds like it was a pretty amicable call ending with I love yous and I promise to see you at work. Like, I'll see you at work later. Mm -hmm. But this also gave Ray a solid alibi because he was at work and therefore his whereabouts were accounted for at the time of the murder. Mm -hmm. So this ruled out her current husband, her ex-husband and her boyfriend. So who the fuck was it? Yeah. Police then turned their attention to the friend Audrey, another Kellogg employee. Mm -hmm. That's the one she was going to meet for coffee? Yeah, Yeah. that was the friend that she was going to meet for Mm -hmm. coffee. Although it turns out that they were more frenemies than actual friends. Oh, interesting. And how they kind of like, they were both attractive, married, and liked to compete for the affection of their other coworkers. Because I guess that's what you did in the 50s at Kellogg. Yeah, I was going to say, wow. Yeah. Kellogg kind of had a reputation for this at that time, apparently. Like the factory workers. It wasn't uncommon for people to have a shop wife and like, like on lunch break, go but not just sleep a in shop your car. Wife, like a, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, people have like work wife, work husband, like whatever all the time. Right. Now, but like, it's legitimately a jokey thing and yeah. not like they're out sleeping with each other yeah. in the car, or the hallways of the office kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is what was happening at Kellogg. Quite time. often it is one heterosexual person and one homosexual person. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, so. Oh Yeah. <laughs> So Audrey, the frenemy, this was kind of a dead end too, because like during their questioning, Audrey got upset and like left and refused to cooperate further. And like, also it just, she didn't really seem likely because she was the one who called Floyd to be like, why didn't Daisy show up for this coffee date kind of thing, which mm-hmm. doesn't like completely exonerate her, but it kind of like, no, I why mean, why would she draw attention to it? Well, yes and no, because I mean, obviously yeah. he's going to find the body right. in the house. So like, there's no way. I guess that. it would kind of make her look innocent. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But it kind of just they had it turned into a dead for rolling her out. Yeah. I get it. But yeah. Yeah. So the police were desperate at this point, like just kind of like going both the Zick home and Daisy's car for more clues, or I guess evidence is probably the better term for it. I don't know why I put clues. Clues, you say? Let's yeah. find those clues. So either way, clues, evidence, they didn't find much more of it. Uh, there was a white button found in the home that didn't belong to either of the Zicks, mm-hmm. either Daisy or her husband, Floyd. Okay. Kellogg's contributions to this was the spoilage knife that was used to commit the murder, and there were yellow fibers on Daisy, the house, and the car that were thought to have come from the work gloves used in the factory. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lastly, there was a single fingerprint on Daisy's rearview mirror that they couldn't match to anyone related to the case thus oh, far. Interesting. Yeah. So the good news is there was plenty of witnesses who do- saw Daisy's murderer outside the home. It was a cold ass day. And so anyone outside stuck out. Yeah. Because of like, who the fuck is out there in this cold ass day? Yeah. What you doing? Right. The bad news is, is because it was so cold. None of the witnesses were able to provide like a ton of details. Cause they were probably covered up in a coat. Yeah. And this and this and that. Yeah. It was determined that he was white between five, seven and five, eight. Between 135 and 170 pounds, dark hair, and wearing a dark jacket. I mean, that does narrow it down, at least. Like, I thought it was going to be, he's between, like, 5'5 five, five and 6'2, or right. you know what I mean? Like, so at right. least there's, like, a, a range. There's, like, a something, range, yeah. but not, like, a ton. Not like it was Harry from down the street. Right. One of the witnesses was the cross-street neighbor. Another witness was the mailman for the neighborhood, Newman Daly. Mm-hmm. He'll come up again later. Police decided to take this information down to Kellogg's and... Like I said, it kind of already had a reputation for like sex scandal and all around debauchery, mm-hmm. you know, especially the night shift. They were partying, packaging cornflakes, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And like I said, it wasn't uncommon for married men to have shop wives. And as we've heard earlier, the women of the factory like to attract the men folk, despite anyone's marital status. Mm-hmm. And then an affair often was carried out on lunch breaks or in the dark quarters. Because of this, 80 men from the night shift were brought in for questioning, which Holy supposedly shit. broke up some marriages in the process. Oh, well. Yeah, which surely something other than the boom for the town divorce lawyer would come out of this. But alas, none of them turned into a lead. None of the 80. Wow, that's a lot of people yeah. with nothing. Yeah. So they started casting their net wider, including a woman who had confronted Daisy about sleeping with her husband and Floyd's mistress, because apparently marriage means nothing in Battle Creek. Mm-hmm. But wow. still nothing. Which is real weird with that whole Seventh-day Adventist like history. Yeah. Where- you How quickly even, things change. You don't have sex for, you know, any reason right. other than procreation. But now, yeah. That's the thing. You just make it, like, when you make it so taboo and, like, restrictive, yeah, well, it's yeah, all yeah. people want to do. Like, oh, again, yeah. don't think of Abraham Lincoln and rollerblades. Yeah. So, like I said, they cast the net wider. They're just still not finding anything. And the investigation ends up going on for a year after her murder, involving questioning over 800 people. Wow. But no lead was ever found, and the case kind of just went cold for a bit. I'm surprised they could find 800. I mean, like she worked right. at a big factory, which would have more people, but that's just like a lot of people who find like it's a lot of involvement to have any connection. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, no, for sure. It's like, is that half the town at this point? Like, what's up? There's not 800 people connected to me. Right. You know, Facebook might say differently. Not mine. Fair. I'm not popular. I don't. I'm not popular. popular. I'm not popular. So. The case is starting to go cold, but the profiler decided to flesh out who the culprit probably was based off the psychological profile of the Mm -hmm. evidence. Mm -hmm. And so they thought it was one of three scenarios. It was either one of the men that she was having an affair with, one of the wives of one of the men she was having an affair with, Mm -hmm. or someone who mistook Daisy's kindness combined with her reputation that she was coming on to them and then flew into a rage when that wasn't the case. That's a real far jump. I mean, like it could be, but that's like saying like it's somebody that she accidentally bumped into and they got mad at her. Yeah. Like, you know like I mean? it's like a lot of conjecture at that point of like, yeah, why somebody could be mad. The other two. I, I think just because it like was a crime of passion and because she did have a reputation for sleeping around that like, especially back then and mm-hmm. guys feeling some type of entitlement that mm-hmm. like. I want my turn on the village bicycle. Like at any point were her, was her son or like parents questioned in any way, shape or form? Do we know? I don't, it didn't say, but they were never kind of seen as suspects. Okay. I'm just, I mean, I don't know what her relationship was like with them. It seemed pretty good from what I could tell. Like there was nothing ever anything like animosity between them. It kind of just seemed that they were loving family. I wasn't trying to insinuate there would be, but. So the, the profiler was like, it's one of these three cases for sure. And he also determined that based on the location of the stab wounds indicated probably a fetish for large breasts, likely stemming from their mother having large breasts. And since she was only partially undressed when found that the killer was more just looking than wanting to commit acts of sexual violence. Was she tested? I don't know. Okay. Um, I didn't mention anything of like, that being found, it was just kind of like she was found topless, basically. Okay. And the profiler pr- last prediction was that this wouldn't be the last we heard of this per, like we would hear from this person again 
in the next five years. I hear from they mean like this some other kind of crime. Do another crime. Okay. Yeah, maybe not this magnitude, but like something will have come of this in five years. And he was right, but it would only take four years. Well, he said the next five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. He didn't say exactly no, yeah, five it, years. No, 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 for sure. It's just like <laughs> it happened four years yeah, after. Yeah. Okay. That. The lead would take form. In January of 1967, so like I said, this is about exactly almost four years after the murder. Mm-hmm. There was a man by the name of Virgil Pugh who went to the police after overhearing an altercation in a bar. Mm. A man was rejected by a woman for a dance, so he threatened her with what he did to Daisy Zick. He, like, he used the words, like, I'll do what I did to da- Daisy to you? Yeah, basically wow. threatened her, like, I'll do the same to you what I did to Daisy Zick. Oh, what an idiot. Yeah, this man's name, Newell Daly, the postman. Wow, the mail carrier. I mean, you did say we get back to him. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. But let me, let me tell you, keep going with this. Yeah, well, now I need to know why. Yeah. Yeah. So Daly had been brought in originally, but not as a suspect, but as a witness because he was the mailman. Mm -hmm. He had also given testimony about a man he had supposedly seen on the street that day. His description of the man was, was slightly different. Was it himself different. looking in a mirror? Sorry. No, you're good. It's just his description was slightly different from all the other witness reports. And he also gave contradictions that he said he walked by the house around 11 a.m. and the garage was shut. Mm. Even though we know from Floyd coming home at noon, the garage door was open. Yeah. So obviously the police were like, we got to bring this guy back in. Something's fishy. Mm-hmm. And Daly only made things more confusing for the police with his new testimony claiming that he had actually saw a woman that day and they had just misheard him. They heard him wrong. That he said, no, no, I saw a woman. So yeah. this guy's not smart. No. I even wrote, sure, Jan. <laughs> and then it was also discovered that he had lied about an assault charge from a year earlier. Mm. What he said happened was he caught his wife with another man and beat him up. What actually happened was an attack on his former daughter-in-law that he was still obsessed with. Mm, mm-mm. So clearly no. he's now suspect number one. Yeah. But before they could subject him to a polygraph, he fled the state under pretenses that he had to move for work. And with him in Florida, and then without the evidence to bring him back, they had to turn to people who knew him here. Okay. Because like he had gone to Florida, they couldn't bring him back with the evidence they had. Yeah, yeah. So their first stop was Susan Denny, Daly's former daughter-in-law, who was involved in the assault charge a year earlier. Okay. She had been married to Daly's son at the time of the murder, the mm-hmm. Daisy's murder, and like was living with Daly, with Newell Daly and his wife. I think Virginia was her name. I get to it later. Anyway. So daughter-in-law was living with her husband in Mm -hmm. Daly's house with his wife. So the two couples were living there. So Susan said that Daly would also keep making weird and inappropriate advances on her and that was also telling her that he knew what happened to Daisy. Mm -hmm. This put a strain on Susan's marriage, obviously, and she eventually divorced Daly's son to get away from her creepy father-in-law. Yeah. He did not take this well, hence the assault charge. Oh, Turns out he broke down the door to Susan's new house that she shared with her new husband and newborn baby. Oh my gosh. He started choking Susan, claiming that she was his wife and the baby was his. What the fuck? 
This was just starting to show that his violent reactions to rejections was not just an instance. This is kind of something like there's the woman at the bar who wouldn't dance with him. Yeah. His daughter, former daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. So. It sounds like, too, there's a possibility that he's making up whatever narrative in his head that he wants and then reacting on the emotions of that. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, like. No, Yeah. Yeah. Next up to be questioned was Daly's coworker at the post office. She revealed that he had a jacket similar to the one that was described by the other witnesses, mm. but that he stopped wearing it after the murder happened. Very convenient. She also told about how he used to brag about seeing Daisy Zick sunbathing topless from time to time. Okay, so he definitely had a fascination there. Yeah. I forgot to mention about the car. So the car, what was projected happened was the person who did the murdering, the murderer. Took the car. Say perpetrator, murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Assailant. Yeah. The bad guy took the car, drove it, like drove it away and then just abandoned it on the side of the road. Okay. I kind of figured that's what had to happen since she was still in the house. Yeah. So just kind of like just to throw people off or whatever. I don't know. And to get away. Mm-hmm. So last person that was questioned was Daly's ex-wife, Virginia. I was right. Okay. She was able to confirm the fact that Daly's mother was, quote, well endowed and that they never got along, confirming the suspicions the profiler had, the profiler had about the perpetrator. Okay. So that's where that came back in. So mm-hmm. he just really fits the profile. Of it all. Right. Well, and he's like going around threatening people using yeah, her he's exact clearly name. He's like, not, that's not yeah. a good look, sir. Yeah. But unfortunately, they were never able to get him. That's all circumstantial. Yeah. They weren't able to kind of like make anything stick and so there were no charges ever brought against Daly and he died in 2011 and the case is considered to be unsolved to this day. That's so wild. Right? I mean the the most wild part is just that like he he got away. Well and that he was like boasting about it to people. Yeah. And I mean that is a common thing. I mean there is a lot of crimes where then the the assailant will go and like brag to people yeah. about it and a lot of times that's how people get caught. Yeah. Because then, you know, the investigation knows where to look. Yeah. But it's wild that they didn't have any, like, concrete evidence to, like, follow that up with. Right. It's amazing. Well, and it would be very different today with DNA. Yeah. Like, that fingerprint, they could have. Yeah. 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 Actually, that is kind of weird, though, because I feel like fingerprinting technology was available then. It just wasn't, you know, DNA Maybe they didn't have his, like, records, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. maybe he'd never had fingerprints taken before. And I guess, that yeah, they couldn't find him. Right. So they couldn't, like, take them and compare or something. Yeah. Wow, that's sad. I know. Poor Daisy. Unfortunately, yeah, that's that's the story. Wow. That is a wild tale. I know. Sorry to have tale. two bummers in a week, but... Or two bummers... Two, two bummers in a row. Yeah, two bummers in a row. Yeah. I mean, it happens from time... And we've talked about this before sometimes. Right. And it's just kind of like, we find what we find, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, it was a very interesting story, though. Well yeah. done. Yeah. And, like, this comes from that book, The Serial Killers of Battle Creek. Okay. Gene Carpenter is the author. Gene okay. Carpenter. Oh, wow. It was only published last year. Oh. July of 2021. Interesting. Fresh stuff. Fresh yeah. out the presses. Yeah. Well, a year ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Six months. Six months. Yeah. No, that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. And we're starting to do a few more road trips. Yeah. And, you know, because we kind of go where the interest takes us. Absolutely. But that was great. Thank you so much. Yeah. I have for you a two truths and a lie. And I don't 
Yours are probably there's a, it's probably actually two truths, one lie, not three truths. Yeah. So these are from a mental floss article. Okay. About things that ran in the press when beanie babies were the craze. Okay. So I'm gonna tell you the first like couple lines, two few different stories. Uh you just have to tell me which one is false. Okay, love it. And then it. I'll tell you the rest of the stories from the other ones and a few more. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Beanie number one. A divorced couple who couldn't agree on how to split up their Beanie Baby collection were ordered by a judge Friday to divide up the babies one by one in a courtroom. Okay. Beanie number two. Friends mock woman for her devaluing an item that should be an investment after she creates a bed made completely out of the most sought after and collectible item on the market, Beanie Babies. So she made a bed of Beanie Babies? Interesting. Okay. Number three. Or Beanie. Three. Beanie three. Beanie three. During several Beanie Baby quests, my son was trampled by a herd of women racing to the shelves to capture an endangered animal. The last Ziggy the Zebra, perhaps. I'm going to go with number two being a lie because that would be ridiculous to make a bed of Beanie Babies because people, people are always like, they're going to be worth something someday. Okay, but I do. It is, but. I have heard of people making beds out of stuffed animals. No, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm just saying with Beanie Babies, because that'd be a lot of Beanie Babies too. Because she's stupid. Yeah. That was I the just, whole thing there. No, it was bad. It yeah. was bad. No, you're good. So a divorce, I'm going to read the full of yeah, yeah. the other two. A divorce couple who couldn't agree how to split up their Beanie, Beanie Baby collection were ordered by a judge Friday to divide up the babies one by one in a courtroom. Mape the Bear was to go first. Quote, I don't agree with the judge's decision to do this. It's ridiculous and embarrassing. Francis it kind Mountain. of is. Frances Mountain said moments before squatting on the courtroom floor alongside her ex-husband to choose a first from the pile of stuffed toys. Oh, my God. The other one. During several Beanie Baby quests, my son was trampled by a herd of women racing to the shelves to capture an endangered animal. The last Ziggy the Zebra, perhaps. And I have witnessed younger children near tears leaving shops empty handed while someone else's grandma carried home. A bag bulging with her latest beanie bounty. Really Love it. Bulging with their beanie bounty. Mm-hmm. Latest beanie bounty. A few more. In a way, it was a good thing the weather was so-so for the first ever beanie baby swap and sale held Thursday at Jacobs Beach by the Towns Park and Recreation Department. Ert tells six-year-old daughter Meryl was injured in a mad rush for the popular toys. Someone in a big hurry to the beanie baby sale crashed into the little girl as she and her mother were walking to the tent, leaving the youngster with a bloody leg. Holy shit. People were fucking brutal. They really were. Yeah. As long as the Beanie Babies are for personal use and people buy no more than three of the same kind, crossing over the Canadian border with more than one baby ba- Beanie Baby won't be a problem anymore, said Kathy Lysias, Supervisory Import Specialist for the U.S. Customs Service. The restrictions come at a time when Beanie Baby smuggling has dramatically increased. More than 8,100 have been confiscated since February at the Blaine Crossing. Quote, Last year, we didn't detain any Beanie Babies. Now people are smuggling Beanie Babies in similar places where they hide drugs, such as hidden compartments and spare tire holders. Oh, my gosh. And then I have two more. Richard Gernady, a purveyor of collectibles, received a phone call in December that he will not soon forget. The caller, a middle-aged insurance agent from New York who was fed up with some underperforming stocks in her portfolio, 
told him she intended to sell them and reinvest the capital in a different class of assets, Beanie Babies. Ultimately, she spent $12,000 on all my best beanies, recalled Granati, owner of the Cat's Meow shop in Glenview. I told her she was doing the right thing. People were wild and over Beanie Babies, and I don't get it. It's so funny. I had like a handful, but like, I just yeah. had them. And actually, I did have one that became like worth something at one point, but I had gotten it so early and like didn't know. I took the tag off, like, right. threw it around, roughed it up a bit, like whatever. Not roughed it up, but like on purpose. But you, you loved I mean? it. Yeah. yeah. You played with it. Because it was just cute. Which one was it? Do you remember? It was the frog. The frog was super cute. But it was like the, fir- like the first frog or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I got it at the Monterey Bay Aquarium in... Monterey Bay, California. We were, I was on a family trip. That was like the thing I got like yeah. from the gift shop. Like the, it was a big part. I mean, it wasn't, and they were right. cheap at that point. Right. It was just an exciting, cute thing. Yeah. My friend in high school was a big collector and she had like a glass case full of them. She even Love had the princess die one. Hmm. Yeah. Um, one more story though. And then we'll, we'll talk beanies for a yes. second. The wards of Northeast Philadelphia have more than 500 beanies. They said they spent Memorial Day weekend last year in McDonald's eating Happy Meals, three meals a day to get every limited edition teeny beanie and plan to do the same thing this year. Their daughter, Chris White, said she was a little worried about them. Quote, she buys them clothes, she said of her mother. They have them all over the house. She just bought the one in the kitchen, a special chef's outfit. Dave Ward shrugged. It's better than gambling or drugs, right? And we have it under control now. We only spend about 500 a month on beanies. Oh my God. 500 a month. How do you even buy that much beanie shit? I don't know. That's so much. That's 6,000 a year. Oh, the beanie craze. It's crazy. I remember like, I was never like crazy collector, but like we had like a, like a small Rubbermaid tub of them. Not like yeah. one of the big storage ones, but like I think one's like a quarter of that size or like a, like a sixth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I always remember my favorite was Bones. There's a little brown dog. Oh yeah. My friend had that one. Yeah. Like light brown <laughs> with the dark brown ears. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, I only had like a small, I, I had to really think they were cute to want them at a certain oh, point. Yeah. That's the only reason I ever got them is because I was like, oh, this one's cute. Like they like the animal. I'm not trying to like, be fancy collector. Then I had no desire for them at another point. We did, however, this was kind of fun. We did, you know, videos for French class and we did feature a number of beanie babies, beanie babies in a French video. In fact, I cooked a fish. Okay. And I acted like the chef from the little mermaid. Uh, we were doing a, a commercial for a resort in French. Uh, love it. I don't know, it made sense at the time. And I had a les poissons, les poissons. Hee hee hee. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and I flopped a beanie baby in a pan. Love it. Yeah. That just came rushing back. <laughs> yeah. You got to take those memories when they come memories. back at you. Fuck cats. Yeah. The yeah. musical, not the animal. Oh, yeah. No, the animal's great. Look at that one. She's so cute. But yeah, no, the teeny, when it got to teeny beanies or whatever, I was definitely far. That's too much. Done at yeah. that point. And I was just like, no. And the people who were like, I mean, McDonald's toys in general, people were doing that recently for one of the series of toys, but I don't know. Oh, some the Disney ones. There's like pop off. 50 different Disney toys or something. And people were like desperately trying to get the collection. And that's why they do it is because people go fucking nuts people, buying them. Yeah, but you can apparently go and like buy the whole set or something weird. Or like every store gets like a secret stash of, I don't know. There's some weird, I saw probably a TikTok. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But 
I've never, I'm not a collector though. Yeah. I'm a collector and like, I'll collect things I like. I'll collect really cheap things that I think are fun. Like I love a smashed penny on a trip. That's always fun. It's never going to be worth money. Yeah. But I spent 51 cents to make it. So. Right. And they take up very little space as a souvenir. For me, my souvenir lately has been books. I'll buy a book everywhere I go. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. How enriching. Yeah. I like that. I don't know if I would always be able to find a book. I actually found a really cool one when I was in New Mexico of like, it was like Art Deco and something else in New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Now I'll buy. Got at the airport. I'll get my smash penny or a rock. (laughs) Rocks are good too. One of the rocks. Oh, I forgot your rock. I have a rock for you at home. Oh, yay. Yeah. Because I went to a cave in Ohio. Love that. Mm -hmm. I'll bring it next time. Sounds good. But yeah, that's that's it for that. So I think we're wrapped. I think we're wrapped like a high value beanie baby. In yeah. The crazy and that like weird crystal, like plastic case. That yeah. They the heart plastic in. jewel case kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and they put the plastic on the heart thingy too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Too much. Too much plastic. A lot of plastic. Don't waste yeah. plastic. Don't use plastic if you don't have to. Right. Legos need plastic, but you don't throw out Legos. No. They yeah. live forever. Yeah. You can gift them to your friend's children eventually or your your nephew yes or you know you although just, he's not getting my db5 that's for me that's fine that's fine yeah leave it to him in your will there we go well if you want to find us on our social media at detroit strange on instagram and twitter detroit strange on facebook and our email address of detroit strange at gmail.com which speaking of we had an email recently we did actually it was a bit ago but we couldn't talk about it right because we uh, didn't want to ruin anything So we got an email from Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. He was planning a surprise party for his... For his partner. uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. For his partner, Carrie. Happy birthday, Carrie. Happy birthday. She has the same birthday as one of my best friends. Awesome. So he was just asking for suggestions of our favorite places to go in Detroit. I guess he'd heard about our podcast from a bartender named Annie at the Oakland. So Annie, if you're listening, shout out to you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And so we just... Hope you had a great birthday and um, yeah, and a great time at whatever places you visited. Yeah, hopefully the list we sent you was helpful. Yeah, an amazing, very sweet. Yeah, yeah, and I I hope you like the event. I'll I'll admit Alex gave you, but he gave you great advice, so I didn't follow up on it uh, because I agreed with it all. Yeah. So yeah, but thanks for writing in. We loved it when we love it when people write in. Yeah, we love the little interaction. We like to hear from you guys. Yeah. And other than that, you know, if you can subscribe, rate, review, we love those things too. And if you want to support the show in other ways, there's always our Patreon. We've also got our Threadless shop with some merch in it. But, you know, keep listening. And, you know, if you can recommend us to somebody, that's even better. That's amazing. Share with a friend. Yeah. Share with a colleague. It really, honestly. Share it with your mailman. It's like the coolest thing to hear. Just don't get murdered by them. Well, don't. No, don't do that. Yeah. No. That wouldn't be the coolest thing to hear. No. But I think, other than that... Until next time, stay strange. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was recorded by Detroit's own Stacks and Violence.